You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello, and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today, the topic of our podcast is Reboot Yourself. As we go into the new year, especially after the crazy, insane 2020 we just went through, it's a great time to talk about doing a reboot. A reboot is an excellent way to start over, to refresh, re-energize, and recommit to what is important in your life. The new year is a time of resolutions where people make a decision to do the things that they've been putting off for so long. It may be the time that you want to commit to losing weight, to working out, to cleaning out your closet, getting a new job, starting a new career or business or anything that would cause you to feel better about yourself and your life. The problem that is common with New Year's resolutions is that they're typically temporary. This means someone who decides to start their diet only stay on the diet for the first three weeks of the resolution and then they resort back to their old ways. Someone who starts out at the gym may start out with a bang in the new year but then lose interest a few weeks or months in. Although New Year's resolutions are thought to be a commitment, most people are not really committed to the change that they seek because such change involves stepping out of their comfort zones and do what is necessary to make that change, even when it's uncomfortable, unfamiliar, or takes energy that one doesn't feel that he or she has. When we make a resolution or commitment to do something different in our lives, including changing behavior patterns that have not been good for us, it takes the willingness to self-reflect and evaluate. You need to be willing to look at yourself and what is really getting in the way of doing things differently. We're all creatures of habit. We tend to do the same things over and over again, or do things the same way. There's familiarity and a sense of safety in habitual behavior. Although some habits are fine, like sitting in your favorite chair or driving the same route to work, other habits can be unhealthy, such as turning to alcohol to drown your sorrows or overeating on unhealthy foods. A sedentary lifestyle can also be very unhealthy, yet very comfortable. We all like to be comfortable. We don't like to step outside of our comfort zones, yet stepping outside of our comfort zones are necessary in order to make the changes we really want to make in our lives. The first thing you need to do when you want to make a positive change in your life is to ask yourself exactly what change you wish to make and why. Knowing your why is important because this is what keeps you moving forward. 
even when you don't feel like it. For example, you may want to lose some weight and get healthier. The why is so that you feel healthier, so that you fit into your skinny jeans and you feel more attractive. If you don't keep the why in the forefront of your mind, you will easily lose your willpower to continue the path that will take you to that slimmer, healthier body, especially when tempted with the tasty treats that you've previously been addicted to. If you want to change your programming and patterns around relationships, your why might be so that you can have a healthy, happy, loving, and supportive relationship with someone you can depend on to show up for you in a consistent basis and in healthy ways. Each time you backslide and date someone who is narcissistic, abusive, or controlling, your why is what will give you the strength to end that relationship and continue to work towards what you truly want. It may feel familiar to you to be in the old, unhealthy, toxic patterns, but you have learned that this is not healthy and you really can't be happy long term in this kind of relationship. So you need to commit to changing the unhealthy patterns. Any change that you wish to make in your life involves changing unhealthy patterns of behavior. A habit is a pattern of behavior that is deeply rooted. We can all change our habits if we truly commit to that and believe it's possible. I've worked with a lot of weight loss clients in the past who came to me with a lot of baggage about their weight. And although their excess weight is their baggage in many ways, the baggage that I'm talking about is their belief in themselves around their ability to not only lose the weight, but maintain the ideal weight over time. I hear the same story over and over again, which is I've never been able to lose weight and keep it off. The reason that person has never really been successful is that they they haven't really changed the patterns that will allow them to embrace a healthier, slimmer lifestyle. Many overweight people believe that if they just find the right diet, that they can stick on that diet until they lose weight, and then they can go back to the way they were eating. Well, it doesn't work this way. That person has never truly been successful because they were looking for a temporary solution rather than a long-term one. Going on a diet to lose weight and then going back to one's former way of eating is like someone who goes to the gym to build muscle and then stops going once he begins to see results. In order to maintain those results and even get greater results, he has to keep going. If you truly want to make a positive change in your life, you need to embrace a positive lifestyle which will not only bring you the results you're looking for, but will maintain those results. A lifestyle is something you do every day. It's a way of life. You form new habits and behaviors as a result of your commitment 
to doing things differently, your commitment to this new way of life. In order to be successful in changing our behaviors, we need to be willing to be uncomfortable. This means going outside of our comfort zone. Every year at the first of the year, I go on a type of fast. Usually it's a juice fast with fresh raw juices that I press in my juicer. I do the juice fast for about 10 days, and I see this as a reboot to help me to eliminate habits I picked up over the year and detox from the holiday season's richer foods. Since I do this juice fast every year, I know I can get through it with minimal side effects, but it's always the most challenging in the first few days because this is when I become accustomed to not eating food. Instead of eating, I drink juice and herb tea. That part of me that is used to grabbing some kind of food to distract myself has to be confronted. There are no more distractions. I can only drink so much juice. Sooner or later, I need to sit with my discomfort and deal with what comes up when I'm no longer medicating or distracting myself. I believe that we all medicate and distract ourselves in some way. Even though I eat a healthy plant-based diet, food is still a distraction for me because I love it. I love to cook and prepare food, and even more, I love to eat it. So removing this passion from my life is always a challenge. Fortunately, in this case, this is just a temporary reboot but it always leads to a renewed commitment to my health and eating more fresh raw fruits and vegetables. After 10 days on juice, I tend to crave things like salads and fruits rather than cooked foods. So I will often transition from juice to raw food for as long as a month or two, and the result is feeling healthier, lighter, and higher in energy. My time of fasting isn't just for my physical body, it's also a spiritual endeavor. It's a time to clear away the old cobwebs and recommit to what's important in my life. Perhaps on many levels, this is what a New Year's resolution attempts to do. It attempts to help us align with what we believe to be important in our lives. We may have to do a deeper dive into our deeper selves in order to evaluate what is important, what changes we really want or need to make, and also look at any goals we wish to achieve in our lives. It's a great time to sit down with your journal and do some reflecting and writing. Who would you like to be a year from now? What changes would you like to make? If you were to fast forward to this time next year, what would you like to see be different, better? Although things do change on their own, even if we do very little, those changes aren't often what we would like to see happen. We may gain weight instead of lose it. We may become more unhealthy rather than healthier. We may feel that we're going backwards in our career rather than forward. We may find our relationships are deteriorating instead of improving. Change happens naturally, but it may not always be in the right direction because there's no director. 
We need to learn how to become the director in our own life. We need to make a conscious decision about what is most important to us. And then we need to set goals on how to get there from here. We may need coaching or support to help us get there, especially if what we've been doing isn't working. Consider this to be an investment in yourself. You are worth it. Whenever we set out to make any change in our lives, we have to face our shadow, those things that are hidden within ourselves that we haven't really wanted to look at. A woman may come to me and tell me that she wants to lose weight, but she doesn't have any willpower. We don't work on her willpower. It really isn't about willpower as much as she might initially believe. There's usually a shadow element that is sabotaging her. Something causing resistance to change that she seeks. For example, she may have experienced a very painful heartbreak in one of her early relationships. So she made a decision she would never fall in love again and risk heartbreak again. As a result, she stayed home and started eating more. Food became her source of comfort. This woman may not realize that it isn't her willpower, but her unconscious belief that if she's slim and attractive, she'll risk getting more male attention, possibly falling in love again and getting her heart broken again. Women who've had sexual abuse in early childhood may also keep weight on, on a subconscious level, to protect them from sexual attention, which is extremely uncomfortable and even threatening to many women with sexual abuse history. Our core wounds usually show up as the saboteurs to our success in life. If we have the deep subconscious wound that we're not enough, we may be afraid to try anything for fear that we will fail and prove ourselves to be not enough. If we have an unconscious belief that we are fat or ugly, the same thing applies. We will continue to engage in behaviors that will keep us reinforcing this belief. If we have a belief that we can't really be successful, we'll find subconscious ways to sabotage our success. So if you really want to break through old paradigms and patterns, you need to be willing to face those blocks and barriers to your success. This takes both courage and a willingness to look deeply at yourself as well as a willingness to be uncomfortable. Nobody breaks through old habits and patterns without going into discomfort and even pain. You've probably heard the saying, no pain, no gain. This statement can absolutely be true when it comes to healing and growing. You may have to face some emotional pain in order to break through to higher levels. What keeps most people stuck in old patterns of behavior is an unwillingness to face one's pain and discomfort. I had to learn the hard way, just like everyone else who succeeds at something. I've managed to stay pretty healthy and slim most of my life, as a result of my continuing to adjust my diet to the current needs of my body 
and also commit to being physically active. It hasn't always been easy, but it has been rewarding. And I'm really glad to put in the effort. When people say to me, I wish I could lose weight, or I wish I could be slim like you, I always respond with, you can. You just need to do the work. Some people have made the mistake of assuming that being slender and healthy is just good genes or good luck. I nearly died of an eating disorder. There was no luck involved in my journey. It was hard work and a commitment to myself and my health. The same idea applies to other things I've done like writing books. I've written four books, but I've started a lot of them that never got finished. So when someone tells me that they've always wanted to write a book, I tell them to keep writing because those books don't write themselves. For me, it took a lot of concentrated effort. I had a lot of failures, as I saw it, in order to have a few successes. But I just kept following inspiration and writing until I found a few topics that really wanted to be completed. I just kept going. On the other hand, I've not succeeded at everything I set out to do. I like to think that I've succeeded at what was the most important successes for me to have in my life. If I lose inspiration, it can be difficult for me to continue on a path. I need to feel inspired by what I'm committing to. And if I don't feel inspired, I simply lose interest. Although I realize sometimes that we need to keep going even when we lose interest, oftentimes following inspiration is the highest path to follow. When we persevere, even in the face of a challenging path where we don't feel inspired, we need to keep our eye on the prize, so to speak. If it takes a lot of hard work to reach that weight loss goal or earn that degree or get that job or find that relationship, you need to stay focused on the end result, the goal. This gives you the strength to keep going even in the face of defeat. In order to reboot yourself, you need to figure out what the new, upgraded, updated version of yourself looks like. What are your goals and your dreams? Who is the you that you would be proud of? Think of a reboot like a computer. Sometimes the process of shutting down the computer or internet modem can fix an issue that the computer has or the modem has. And in order to keep your programs running optimally, you need to upgrade or update them regularly. I see my annual juice fast in January as shutting off the computer for 10 days, and this allows some of the current issues to fix themselves. This is not only a fix for some of the physical and energetic issues, but also the emotional and spiritual issues. By shutting down or fasting, I'm removing the stuff that gets in the way of the body, mind, and spirit making its own repairs or regeneration. There's plenty of downtime and quiet time while fasting. I still work and see clients, but I also give myself a lot of downtime and time for self-nurturing. So let's take a look at five things that you can do right away to reboot yourself. You could, number one, join me in a juice cleanse. 
Get yourself a good juicer and a good juicing book, which may come with a juicer. And do nothing but juice for 10 days. If you can't do a 10-day juice cleanse at first, try three days. However, I find the first three days to actually be the most challenging because this is when you're departing from food. The juice fast that is more of a cleanse than a fast still gives you plenty of really good nutrients so you can keep up with your normal work schedule. However, I do recommend slowing down and doing plenty of self-nurturing. Number two, take a television and media fast for a week to 10 days. This means stay offline as much as possible unless work requires it. If you must be online for work, just do what you need to do for work. Stay off the news channels, YouTube, and any media channels on the internet, newspaper, or television. Don't consume any new information. Instead, let the information that is already in your head be processed, held on to, or let go of. This is an opportunity to listen to the still, small voice within. Listen to intuition and allow yourself to be guided from within rather than the external information guiding you. Keep a journal and write the insights and inspiration that is coming to you. You can also journal your thoughts and feelings about your life. Number three, take a relationship break. Now this is just going to be for some of you. This suggestion may be easier said than done. If you're in a toxic or difficult relationship, try taking a break from it for a week to 10 days. And this may mean taking a vacation away, renting an Airbnb if you live together, or simply taking a break from seeing each other if you live apart. And of course, when you take a relationship break, you'll need to have a conversation with your partner, friend, or whoever you need a break from. Let that person know that this is for you to do some of your deep inner work. And if that person doesn't understand or agree to your request, it will shed some immediate light on the kind of relationship that you're in. Someone who truly loves you and cares about you would want to give you the time that you need for your own healing and growth. I know a psychologist who, as a marriage counselor, splits up the marriage when people come to him for that are in serious trouble and needing some serious help that, that are on the verge of divorce. The first thing he do, does is he splits them up. He makes them move apart from each other. And then makes the request that the partners live apart without any contact with each other for three months. And during that three months, they have individual counseling with him. And then after three months, they begin couples counseling. He's really successful in what he does because he recognizes that we can't have a successful relationship with another person if we don't take the necessary time to have a strong and successful relationship with ourselves. So taking a relationship break can be good for most relationships if it's possible. I realize it's not always possible. It will give you the necessary downtime you need to focus on you. So you can even take somewhat of a break when you're living with someone. Just, you know, request 
a lot of me time, you know, a time that you're just really focused on yourself. Okay, so number four, sit down and write down everything you can think of that is good about your life. This is kind of an inventory. Write down everything you like about yourself. Take time to go into the depths. What are you proud of? What are you happy with? What parts of your life feel good to you? Next, write down anything you can think of that you wish to change in your life. What are you unhappy with? Where are you stuck or stagnant? What action do you need to take to make the necessary changes? Next, do your best to explore what's getting in your way of having what you want in your life. If you need help exploring this, book a coaching or counseling session to explore this with somebody who is experienced or gifted in helping see past your blocks. The last part of this exercise is making a plan for following through with what you need to do to bring about the desired results. Now, finally, number five is get to know your worst fears. Everybody has fears. What's yours? Be honest and be willing to explore the depths to find out what you're really afraid of. Is it failure, rejection, abandonment, being judged, not being able to support yourself, relationship failure, being alone, being sick, dying, public speaking, feeling pain. What else? Be courageous and face your fears. First, you need to know what they are. The second part of this exercise is to come up with a plan to walk through your fears, to face them, and stop allowing them to control you or prevent you from moving forward in your life. This is something else you may want to work with a coach or a counselor on to identify and work through. So there you have it. Five ways to reboot yourself for 2021 or any time at all for that matter. You're never too old, too young, too fat, too skinny, or too much or not enough of anything to do these exercises. You can do all five of them for amazing results or just pick a few or do just one. After you finish your 10 days or three days or whatever you decide on, write in your journal about what you learned about yourself. What did you observe? What insights did you have? How do you feel? What do you feel might prevent you from going forward and continuing on with what needs to happen to have the results you're looking to have in your life? You can do a reboot as often as you would like or feel that you need to. I usually do some kind of reboot every quarter. You may try a three-day if you're not ready for 10 days, but then the next month or several months away, you may feel that you'd like to try a 10-day reboot. We build confidence in ourselves by having success. So begin with what you feel you can be successful at. There are many people who do 10-day juice fast without ever having done them before. Like I said, there's plenty of really good nutrition so you won't starve. You simply need to be willing to sit with the discomfort. 
When you use a reboot method, as I described, you're going into discomfort and the fear. You're developing courage and building your self-worth and belief in yourself to take on even more challenges. Challenging ourselves is great. This is what gives us the courage and the strength to move forward in our lives, to become unstuck, and make serious steps towards the life you've always wanted to live. So here's to you. I raise my juice glass. Here's to your reboot. Here's to leading your best life ever. Let 2021 be the year for you to live the life you've always wanted to live. Regardless of those outer obstacles, those things that are going on in the world out there, it's the world in here, the world within ourselves that gives us the strength and the power to endure. You can do it. I'm here supporting you. Believe in yourself. You are worth it. Thank you for listening today and have a really great new year. I shall see you in the next podcast.